anybody can show up once. But the the time I show up for show number five, I'm, I'm a better fan. A ten, I'm a better fan. Fifteen, like they they get it. Like you're invested in that relationship, and ultimately, at the end of the day, that that's what it's all about. You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Hey, welcome back to The Truth About Marketing. It's Kev Rogers here, and this is the show, you know, where we go deep with the people who are down in it, making it happen, and being inventive and interesting, and, you know, actually, like, counting money for all this activity, all this marketing that you hear so much about. Thrilled to have a second appearance by someone I consider a great friend and one of my favorite people on the planet to be in a room with, and I don't... That is not hyperbole. This guy is is an interesting and very colorful uh, dude, and we always have a blast when we hang out. So my man, Tim Castleman, thanks for being back, bro. Hey, thank you, man. And uh, it was great seeing you down in Austin. I think it's the last time we got to hang out in a room together. And, uh, you know, Ryan still speaks to me. So, uh, you know, I feel like I feel like maybe our job wasn't exactly done to no. make him cry yeah. like we'd hope to. I think we have work to do there. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Many, many more events to make that happen. <laughs> no, dude, I, we got to tell. I don't know if this will be interesting at all just to hear about. Right. But it was it was really funny because you're, you're a funny cat. Right. And you are – I've recently identified something about myself that, that's become very useful, and that is that I am performance-driven, okay? And, right. And so I think about that. Like when I sit down to write, it's a performance. Like, you know, basically, if, if, if it goes poorly, I just suck for, until I do something good again, right? Right, right, right. It, okay. So my life is personally by myself, like measured in how my most recent performance – do you do you have any of that? Does that resonate oh, with yeah. you? No, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm ridiculously successful compared to where I thought I was going to be in life. And every time that I don't hit a goal that I arbitrarily set or some fake money thing, like I'm the biggest piece of crap in the world. How does anybody buy anything from me? <laughs> and like you forget everything. So yeah. for me, it's it, you know, you mentioned the performance thing. It's like I'm working with this band who, by the way, is not asking me to work with them on a launch plan for their album. And like the lead singer, who is a very attractive female singer who uh, I know personally, she won't get back to me. And like yesterday. Day, I'm writing the email for the eventual story this is going to tell like you know like my fetish is apparently hot lead singers that don't ever respond to my DMs you know like so when I'm going through the thing I think much like maybe comedians at the end of it you think like oh I got something here like this mm. may be a bit or this may be a story that I can tell so it's very much about that and you know as you know when you go to a lot of these events a lot of times you're trying to find like okay how do I stay awake how do I stay involved and the little back and forth because people are probably going what are they talking about so we kind of did this back and forth thing where we were keeping track of the zingers that we were throwing to uh ryan levesque at his uh ask mastermind event intensive and we were just going back and forth and it was i wasn't even paying attention and then the last day it was like wow this is really a competition so anytime that ryan would be like anyone kevin and i's hands would shoot up and then like kevin would leave the room and i'd be like damn it like i've got the zinger but he's not going to be here so it doesn't count and uh yeah i mean it was uh it was a good time and i, I think that's probably why you got invited back and i haven't 
Uh, it was so fun, dude, because I, I identified there. I was like, oh, he's the same as me. He's performance motivated, you know? And we were both getting huge laughs. And then, yeah, that we had this, like, little silent, you know, c- competition. And then other people got involved. Shramko's, like, keeping count, right? Yeah, so- right, yeah. We had a judge, right? We had, we had yeah. <laughs> we, you know, like, we're getting scored on, you know, like, America's yeah. Next Top Model. Uh, you know, America's Got Talent. All, all of those shows in a room for nobody else's amusement or joy. But the two – there was no prizes. Nobody, nobody got a rose at the end of the weekend. It was just us two jackasses trying to see if we could get kicked out of this very high-end and expensive event. I'm sure Ryan's like, what the hell did I do to these two? Oh, like, these gosh. guys are just coming after me. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was, it was really fun. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. I want, I want talk about the band stuff for a minute because uh, this is a passion of yours. Like, yeah. w- when we were in Austin, you took me to see a band. You knew these cats. It just, yeah. so, it just so happened they were playing in Austin, but they, they saw you and it was like seeing their almost their manager or something. They're like, Tim. I mean, you know. Yeah, no, I, I I don't know where this passion of live music came from. I've always been a sort of a, a little bit of a music fan, but not really. And a couple of years ago, a buddy of mine took me to a live concert, and I just I just fell in love with it. And what I fell in love with was you know bands that no one's ever heard of, or beginning or opening bands or mid level bands. And luckily, living where I do here in Lubbock, Texas, that's pretty much all we get. You know, we did have Garth Brooks come through, but he won't. You know, he, the last time he was through was twenty years ago. The next time he'll be if he's still alive, twenty. Years years from now so so we get a lot of great bands that no one ever hears about and i really for me i found out that you know i'm a connector and i like being able to talk to those guys and find out and i kind of in some weird mental block way consider myself an artist with what what i do online and a starving artist and like you know it's got to be hard and you know you've got to bleed on the page a little bit and i think i resonate with that part of being a musician the part i don't resonate with is the dead broke you know 12 passenger van you know lifeless thing and so I try to apply my gifts when it comes to marketing and sales to these musicians so that they can do crazy things like, you know, pay a cell phone bill on time and eat. And that band that we went to go see, which is the O's, and I recommend you check them out, uh, wearetheos.com. I had actually helped them launch their album. I did a, an internal fundraiser where I, I forget what I did, but it was like, yeah, $10, go donate it to them. And uh, they called me the next day and they said, what did you do? Like at like nine o'clock last night, my phone just blew up for like a solid couple hours. And, you know, you give, you know, if I were to give Garth Brooks a thousand dollars, he doesn't care about that, nor would he accept it, nor does he need it. Mm-hmm. But if you were able to put a thousand bucks in a band's pocket, like that's the difference between them staying a band and them not. So mm-hmm. there's selfish motives in the fact that I love these musicians and I want them to keep making the music. There's artistic motives of, you know, kind of kindred spirits and I want to help out where it is. You know, and there's also you know, much like I think with you with comedy, th- that's how I get my win outside mm. of my business while still doing the things that I'm really good at in my business. So if business isn't going well or I'm kind of in a funk or in a lull, I find myself gravitating towards musicians and being like, how can I help them? And it's a great thing for me to help improve whatever they're doing and also remind myself, you know, we're talking about the the, the latest win, like that, hey, I do know in fact what I'm doing and I'm able to help them as a result. That's so cool. Yeah. And who knows what it could turn into. And, you know, you're learning all the time, right? Like not only how to market different things using what we know works, but apply it to different niches where it's direct response isn't a sort of like followed principle. But at the same time, seeing how people who aren't aware of this bizarre thing we do react to it. 
right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm doing a thing where we're doing basically, you know, a giveaway funnel where it's like, hey, put a song up, get an MP3 in exchange for an email. And like musicians are just blown away that when you do that through Facebook ads, you cannot have to go play gigs and make more money than you were playing. Like it's just mm-hmm. a, it's a paradigm shift. And it's also, you know, it, the hardest part, obviously, of the job is convincing the musicians that they, they're it's show business for a reason. There is yeah. the business part right. of it. And a lot of them think, you know, like a lot of people, hey, if I just write good music, the world will find me. And it's like, I have bad news for you. It's never, that statement has never been more false than it is today. Boy, that's the truth. And it's one of the, it's funny for me looking back because I was pure artist. I thought if I try to market this or describe it too well, I'll ruin it, right? It's this living, breathing thing. And it can only be understood if you experience it. And it's horseshit, you know, it's just, I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And but it's a it's there's definitely a a mountain to climb there as far as conceptually. Right. For for an artist to to, to be okay with, you know, marketing themselves. It's interesting, Tim, I'm I'm talking now that I've been through the comedy stuff, I'm I'm reapproaching marketing through the through the lens of comedy. Not only how can we, you know, actually add humor to our to our marketing, but talking to comics about the successful ones, I know how they approach the business side of it. So, you know, I interviewed Jim Brewer last week. I'm interviewing Carrot Top tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw one and I, I can't remember what the podcast is, but I have to find it. But it was one with Kevin Hart. Mm. And he talked about, they said, man, how'd you blow up? And he said, you know what I did? I went to Dane Cook. He said, at the time that I got in the game, Dane was number one. And I just said, Dane, how'd you do it? Mm. And Dane was like social media. And he goes, from that day on, I had a guy travel with me out of my own pocket. Mm. We'd go to these events or we'd, you know, go do things. And his only job was to go through and get every person's email address so the next time but like he built his whole business doing it this way and he understood very quickly that it's a show business and that it is a business. And that's why I think he's the highest grossing comic uh, possibly of all time, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he had the highest grossing tour last year. You know, he just released a new movie on Netflix. I mean, that's why that guy, you know, 20 million Instagram followers or some crazy mm-hmm. ass number, like he understood it. And I think, you know, I mean, how many people do you know, going back to your comedy thing, that were 10 times funnier than you, 10 times better mm-hmm. than you, and you thought that guy's going to make it, but because they didn't do the show business side of it and the business side of it, they flamed out. Now they're working some shitty job and they're totally out of the game. And you think what a loss that person is to the community. No doubt about it. There are a lot of funny ass Uber drivers out there right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's hilarious guys in in offices and mm-hmm. and you know around the water cooler that you're like, man, have you? Oh, I tried, but I couldn't make you know couldn't make a living. And you know, again, these these uh, musicians, part of it is purely selfish. It's like I love your music. I want to keep this uh, entity alive as long as possible. So the more money and the more success we can pump into it, the better that chance of happening. Love it, man. Okay, so I want to talk about your business for a minute. Again, uh, we could just go on for two hours doing this just because I uh, just love talking to you. But I want to share some of what you do to to drive your business, sort of the day gig, I guess we'd call it. And uh, it's also a very inventive and interesting way to approach this this business of of marketing and, and what we do. And that is that you sell notes from events. It, that's an incredibly simple way to you know express it. So how do you talk about this service you provide, Tim? 
Uh, man, I, I talk about it like it is the biggest dumb accident uh, that turned out to be the biggest blessing of my life. We, I, I totally stumbled into this. I wish I could tell you that I had a lot of uh, advanced foresight and thought about it, but we kind of just lucked into it. So back, I think it was around 2011, 2012, I had a business partner at the time, and we were going to go to, I think it was the second or third traffic and conversion summit event down in Austin, Texas. So we both live in Texas. So we said, oh, we'll drive. So we, I picked him up and we're driving down there. And at the time, this is where we were in the business. We were promoting like a $7 offer. It was actually a Kindle offer from my friend, James Jones. I remember that. And I just kind of mentioned to him, I said, Hey man, I said, you know, we're going to this event. We've already spent all this time, money. You know, we're going to be there for three days. Not a lot of people can go to this thing. It's expensive. It's a couple thousand bucks to get, get in the door with travel. I said, what if we just took notes on the event and we just kind of offered them as a bonus to the $7 product. So we sent out an email list and, you know, we're making the drive down there. First day, we're literally handwriting and it's just like bullet points. It's nothing fancy. Well, we get back to the hotel and we check the sales stats and I'll be damned if we hadn't sold a thousand copies of that product, which we had never done before ever. And we were so silly that we thought it was the product. So we're like, okay, you know, so after the promotion is over, we mail out the product again at Bond. And we're like, what is going on here? Like, I don't understand. This thing was gangbusters. And just as a fluke, I said, you know what, man? I said, let's let's take that notes bonus that we did. Let's just throw it out there for seven bucks. Let's just see what happens. So we did, bam, sold another thousand. And that's when the light bulb started to go on. But we had a problem. And that problem was that we weren't exactly doing it with the blessing of Digital Marketer. So that's 2012. No problem. Happens. We're good everything's fine people just, get it sorry just to be yeah, clear sorry. digital marketer puts on this event called traffic and conversion most people listening have probably heard of it or been to it but it is i call it the the big rv show of marketing it's you know 3000 people it's 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 you know controlled it's a trade pan- show. yeah yeah right. controlled all, all pandemonium for, right. for yeah Huge yeah, event. all the big names and all the big industries, and that's what I loved about it. Like, if you, the top fitness guys were there, the top ClickBank people, like every industry, a who's who, Evan Pagan would be in the audience taking notes alongside. Like, like it just really was a, a big deal. So we're like, okay, that's cool, whatever. Business partnership falls away. So 2013, I decide, you know what, I'm going to just do this again. We, we make it our own thing. Things are going great, no problem, fantastic. Sold a couple thousand that time. Man, okay, now we're picking up a little steam 2014 i do it but i decide to change my tactic a little bit i try to you know blame this on andrew chaperone and i got his autoresponder madness and i started reading stuff so i'm going to do this soap opera sequence right mm-hmm. and i'm going to you know talk about how it's us versus them and they don't want you to get these notes and they're going door to door like i practically made it seem like they were going door to door trying to find me which you know i'm sure ryan and perry had knocked on a few doors so technically i would call it a bold face lie but we'll call it creative licensing uh, for the story. So it's great. It's awesome. We launch it five minutes into the launch. Ryan at digitalmarketer.com comes across my PayPal thing. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Okay. Five minutes later, Perry at digitalmarketer.com. I'm like, oh, that's really crazy. And then about six minutes later, I get an email from Ryan. It goes, hey, Tim, 
We need to talk. And I, of course, respond respectfully, peaceful. No, I didn't. I freaked the hell out. Like, I grabbed my computer. I threw it in a bucket of water that I kept by my desk. Like, I'm, I'm emailing my assistant. I'm like, get the go bag. Meet me at the location. They are on to us. You know, this is not a drill. This is not a drill. And, uh, and I'm thinking, like, well, Ryan's going to have the digital marketer secret police team come and assassinate me and my entire family. Well, long story short. Uh, some uh, about, I guess it's a couple days later, I, I'm driving, my cell phone rings. It's a 512 area code. I don't know anyone in Austin. And uh, she goes, hi, uh, I'm calling on behalf of Ryan Dice. And I think it's my friend who I've told that I'm having this issue with and I'm not sure what's about to happen. And I'm like, dude, stop screwing with me. And she goes, is this Mr. Tim Castle? I said, yes, it is. And she goes, please hold for Mr. Dice. And I'm like, uh, uh, okay. So there's a brief pause. And then, hey, Tim. Ryan here. And I'm like, Ryan, like, I'm trying to play dumb. I'm like, Ryan, he's like, Ryan Dice, the CEO of Digital Marketer. You know, and I could, I could tell by the tone in his voice, there was a little bit of like, you know who I am and you know why I'm calling you. So I'm like, well, Ryan, I'm going to pull over so I don't accidentally fall off this interstate. And we proceeded to have a lovely chat where Ryan told me two things. Immediately, I would need to stop selling the notes. And if I continue to do so, they would sue me into the stone ages and the most hilarious thing was he goes tim i love your emails he goes we get all of them he goes could you do me a favor and stop telling people that we're trying to shut you and your company down he goes because while it was a joke to you the 250 emails we got from your irate customers telling us to stop picking on you I, i was like oh wow like that's when i first realized like well maybe this is a thing and to ryan's credit you know we had a great talk and at the end of it it went from a no to not only a yes, but a, you know what, we want to make you the official note taker for the Traffic and Conversion Summit. So we went from basically not even asking for permission and ready to beg forgiveness and mercy to doing a job so well that they said, hey, we're going to shut everybody else down because that's what the problem was. Mm. People saw the model and they copied it and they said, hey, you know, we know you do good work, but you know, there was one, then there was two, now there's six guys trying to do this and we got to shut you guys down. And, mm. But long story short, we went from being the unofficial, you know, please don't have us arrested or banned from the building to now working hand in hand, at least when it comes to this event, for, with Digital Marketer to produce the notes. Wow, fantastic. What a great story. Yeah, and to his credit, that's, that's what it is, you know, what it takes, right, to to survive and thrive in business. You can't fight everybody all the time, you know. So no, he- well, I mean, and the thing is, like, you know, they they allowed us to have grace and mercy the first couple of years, um, you know, and, and they also, I was able to talk to Ryan, and he, you know, he's a smart guy, he gets it, mm-hmm. and I was able to show, like, hey, we can funnel these people into your business, like, ultimately, you're getting a free launch out of this. I'm calling in all my favors to all my friends and affiliates. You know, I'm paying for tickets, I'm paying for a copy design, so I'm basically running a free launch for digital marketer. Mm-hmm. They see it. And then at the end, we go, oh, hey, by the way, if you want to check out Digital Marketer, here's a couple things you should know about them. So to their credit, they saw the benefit uh, of doing that. And to our credit, like we just always tried to do the best job possible. You know, these notes take a week, sometimes a week and a half to deliver after the event. We always get some, you know, person that's impatient. And why can't we have these? Why can't we have these now? And people don't understand. Like this last event that was uh, in San Diego, there were close to 80 speakers, five rooms. 
So five people. Yeah. And they, they didn't, it was so packed, man. They didn't even do lunch this time. You know, normally you go to an event, they got 90 minutes or two hours for lunch. There were no lunch breaks. Like they were like, you know, don't go to a session and eat when you can. So, and we produced this last year over 450 pages of notes over this three day event. And these aren't just like bullet points. You know, if, if Ryan says, Hey, you know, I want to go get Kevin Rogers book and I recommend this book, then we'll go to Amazon. We'll take a screenshot of it. We'll hyperlink it. So there's a lot of post work production Mm. that people don't see behind the scenes. So notes is just almost not respecting what, what you're actually delivering here. Well, I mean, I like it because it's easy to explain. I just tell people we go to these events and we do cliff notes because, for instance, we, you know, this this one event led us to now doing Russell Brunson's Funnel Hacking Live. Russell, we did a webinar with him and he said some very nice things about our notes. And, you know, some guys, they, they blow smoke and you're like, OK, you know, hey, you know, this and that. So when I hit him up afterwards, I said, hey, you're probably just being nice to me. But you mentioned you had this event. If you'd like me to come, you know, we can do it. And he's like, no, I was totally serious. I would love to do that. So so the benefit is if you do good work it quickly spreads. But like with Russell's last event, he's got, I think, close to 30,000 active users. They only had 1,500 seats. So for a lot of people, they can't afford to do it. It's time off. You know, you can't be in five places at once when it comes to traveling conversion. Or maybe you're just not sure about that event. And it's a great way to get the toes uh, wet and find out more about that business or that Mm -hmm. industry without having to invest, you know, thousands of dollars. I mean, I, I don't have the exact figure back from my account. But I would say I probably spent close to $10,000 out of my own pocket just to cover the traffic and conversion event when you figure air. hotels, you know, food for five people, salary, things like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, but it, it started off with me and my idiot friend making bullet points on the, you know, Sheraton hotel napkins uh, and trying to remember it. So it, that's where it is now, but it certainly wasn't there at the very beginning. That's great, dude. How, how has the pricing evolved to the notes? Well, we've, We've raised our prices substantially. Uh, we did 7 and $17 for so long. One, because I do it as a lead generation thing. But then I actually got some great advice from Trey Llewellyn. He said, man, he said, I bought your notes every year. He goes, I don't promote them for two reasons. One, your price point's too low. I can't make enough money off of them to promote them. He goes, two, people think if they get it for 17 bucks, it's going to be crap. And he goes, I know your notes aren't crap, but no one else does. So it's funny. The the more that we've raised the price, the better, obviously, sales that we get and obviously the more money that we make. So it's one of those things that you kick yourself when you go, God, how many years did I do this at $7 and 17 But I would also say it's okay to make that mistake because yeah. if I hadn't started there, I never would have gone the other way and started to raise them. So typically, we try to raise them about $10 per year per event, uh, and a lot of things go into that if it's a new event it'll be cheaper if it's an older event it's it'll be more if it's more well known you know it's a lot easier for me to sell ryan dice's notes and russell brunson's notes than it would be for like my own event because i don't have that big of a name you know you have a marquee speaker like gary vanderchuk so a lot of things kind of go into them but now i mean they're they're solid money making and, and producing assets for it that make the outlay of cash and time well worth the investment it's awesome dude I love it. Let's talk about events, you know, in this industry. So how, how many are you covering now? 
So we're up to four official. So we do traffic conversion, funnel hacking live, lead pages converted, and Todd Brown's marketing funnel automation event. And then on top of that, I probably attend between masterminds and other events, probably another six to 10 outside of the note-taking arena. So I would say every month to month and a half, I'm in a conference room, hotel room, some type of room learning at a official event. And what do you think about the state of events? You know, it's it's weird. I felt like 2008 and 2009, uh, when the economy took a tank, they kind of went away. And I feel like they're they're coming back. Now, it's it's hard for me because, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, like a – and no disrespect to anybody I'm mentioning, you know, but like a Kevin Harrington or like a, a Gary Vandertrick even, they have like their stump speech mm-hmm. that they give. So you see them over and over again. What I like about events and one of the reasons I actually like doing the notes best is I think the best connections are made outside. And I know people hear that and they go, well, but it really is because in two terms, one, it's that connection and two, it's the stories. You know, Kevin and I have known each other probably since I got into the game. I remember we met briefly back when you were doing copy exclusively with your writing partner Mm -hmm. uh, at uh, JPML Rooney's event uh, in Florida years ago, Mm -hmm. but we never really connected. But yet at Ryan's event, we were able to have a moment uh, where we kind of got this competition going and have a kindred spirit. And it's also one of those things like we can always reference back and, and who knows where that connection will lead. So I still think they're powerful, but I think you have to have a purpose when you go to these things. Because for instance, traffic conversion, they're 4,000 deep this year Mm. and they're upgrading hotels next year. And I think that one's at a capacity of 10,000. So there's no way you're going to be able to get everything you need to inside that room unless you have a plan. And you really have to know, like, what is your goal? Are you are, are you a brand new copywriter? Well, then you got to go find the product creators. You know, are you a JV or affiliate manager? So to, I think you really have to go in there. And the other thing is, uh, and this is just personal for me, is, you know, you have to always remember that we're a small industry and people are watching and how you carry yourself and how you act at these things can really have a positive or maybe even not so positive uh, effect on the bottom line. Yeah. Great point. It, it's, it's super important to get out and meet people and not, you know, a short note on networking. It, it isn't about handing out business cards or trying to, you know, touch as many people at the event as you can. It's about, Having the conversation you're having with whoever you're having it with, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and like like Tim just said, you don't know what that relationship could evolve into, and it just makes life more interesting to be present. <laughs> in the well, I, mean, I, I was at an event. I won't name the marketer. He does very well. At the time, we were probably on the same level. But he's eclipsed me. You know, he's done several uh, multi-million dollar launches. But I'll never forget this. We talked. We were talking in a bar. We were talking, and another guy came in that he wanted to connect with. And in the middle of the conversation, mm-hmm. wasn't even like a pause or like wait for the awkward silence. He was like, "Hey, Guru X has just come in, and I really want to talk with him." And just abandoned the conversation. Well, this guy hits me up every time to promote his product. Mm-hmm and stuff like that and he always is going well dude i don't know why you don't do it and although i don't tell him you know what what the reason i don't is because of the way he acted towards me uh in in new york and it's like you know and and i think that's that's the thing like you're you know i i I talk to ryan dice and russell brunson once a year 
I get three minutes with them. It's usually, hello, sir. Good to see you. How you doing? How's the family? That's it. That's all I expect from them. I'm never going to be or not going to be on their radar as much as I would be, you know, a Ryan Levesque, someone at, at my level and nor, nor do I want to be. So I, I think about connecting with the person that you're, you're with and also understand you're right. It's not a numbers game. I would much rather go there. Honestly, I'd much rather go there and say there's these three people I want to connect with and try to connect with them than say I want to talk to 100. And if you can't connect with those three people, then like you say, have those conversations because how many times have you talked to someone and you're talking about a problem and they go, oh, dude, I know the guy or the girl right. that, that can fix that issue. And you're like, I didn't even know who this person was. I mean, I remember, you know, I, I, Andy Hussong's a guy I talked to. Mm-hmm. I had no idea the first time I talked to Andy, like how connected he was. And I think that's a good thing too because the other thing I'll tell you is, especially those guys at the bigger levels and, and stuff, they're always getting people hitting them up and asking them for stuff. So I'm not saying the old cliche of like, well, what can I do for you? But if you're one of those people that can just have a conversation first and make that impression there, then later on down the road is when you can go for the ask or you can try to develop that business relationship. So don't close that deal on the first date, so to speak. Uh, Just have the thing. And that reminds me of this funny story that I have to tell him because I promised I would embarrass the hell out of him. And that is uh, Optimized Press, the, the wonderful leader of Optimized Press. When I met him in San Francisco 2012 or 13, we somehow got in a party together, and at 2.30 in the morning, we end up at a Denny's. And as we're walking in, there's a young lady getting up. I assist her with her coat, put it on, tell her to have a good night. We sit down. We're having a great time. Fifteen minutes later, this young lady walks back in and sits down next to me. Now, through you know our process of conversation, we find out that her job is to spend time in the company of older men for money. And to this day, we, I mean, we all died laughing. We're hysterical, and she was like propositioning the whole table. I, I mean, I, I liked her her you know balls of being like, "Hey, do you know? Do you like literally just assembly line?" I'm like, "You're not even making." And I'm the last guy on the assembly line, by the way. So when she gets to me, I'm like the eighth no, and I'm like. You don't even make me feel special. Like I helped you with your jacket. But the, the great thing about this is James Dyson and I, we joked about it. We laughed. Well, when he launched his Optimized Press at the time 2.0, it, you know, everyone's trying to get his attention and everything like that. All I do is I send him an email to his support desk, and in the subject line, I just put San Francisco, and I just write, you know what happened. You know what I'm going to say about it. I better get a free license. And next thing I know, I'm a VIP to Optimized Press 2.0. But – that conversation started us an affiliate relationship and started us both helping make money. But none of that would have happened right. if we didn't share that moment in San Francisco. And it also wouldn't have happened if at the end of that meal, I was like, James, so listen, man, I know that you've got this, uh, uh, you know, uh, Optimized Press 2.0. How do I get a copy? Like, relax. Right. Right. It's a relationship. Build it up over time. Invest time. And I do that same thing with bands. You know, that band you talked about, the O's and how they knew me. Mm-hmm. I've seen the O's 10 times. The first time I've seen them, they didn't know who I was. There's bands I've, I've literally followed across the country, you know, and, and that's how you that's how you build those lasting connections. Anybody can show up once, but the, the time I show up for show number five, I'm, I'm a better fan. A 10, I'm a better fan. 15, like they, they get it. Like you're invested in in that relationship and ultimately at the end of the day that that's what it's all about love it man so much good stuff tim very inspirational about the notes again just like taking the obvious thing and offering it right 
Uh, you're there anyway. This is something we're going to do. Maybe we can turn this investment into dollars even quicker than having to go implement all this amazing intel we'll, we'll gather here. Well, and the other thing that's a benefit is, you know, I have to learn this stuff to teach it. Yeah. So it forces me to learn it. So not only am I improving myself and my business, but then I have to go around and I have to kind of teach it and show people and help that. And I think that that's really critical for people to understand. And the other thing is, I, I forget who told me this, but you never go broke underestimating the laziness of your market. Mm. And and really what this was for us is how many people, I mean, I don't have three days if I, if I wasn't paying to attend. I don't have three days to watch the recordings. I don't want to do that. You know, while I'm at the event, I mean, I want to talk to people. I don't want to be in the room. So it was really like, how can I help as many people as possible? The people that are at the event, the people who couldn't make it, and how do I make their life easier? And anytime that you try to do that, people will willingly and gladly pay for the privilege. Yeah, I was just thinking it was even better if you're at the event, right? You should get the best of both worlds. Like, how, what a great thing to be able to put your damn pen down and not worry about having to take the notes. Um, yeah, I mean, I get people hit me up every year. Hey, are you going to TNC? I'm going. I've already got a ticket, you know, our funnel hacks. And I, I just want to make sure you're there because I don't want to have to bring my computer into the room. Or yeah. I want to be able to just to focus on the speaker. Or, you know, what happens if, I mean, what happens if that one person that you want to connect with, the only time they can, can meet with you is the time of the session that you wanted to go to? Well, if you're smart, you take the meeting over the attendee thing. So it's just, it opens so much more up and it allows you to, to relax and, and really focus on being present instead of, oh man, I'd really like to keep this conversation going, but I've got to go hear about, you know, Facebook ads 3.0 from Ezra. <laughs> All right. I'm going to, I'm going to mention two things. One, you may have already thought this or tried it and didn't like it or whatever, but, and believe me, I never say this to people because, you know, I, as you know, Tim, I have a community. It's been pretty successful. I know that it's a rare thing to be able to start a community and have it work. I think what you have with the notes is ripe for a community aspect. Have you thought about like a form, a private form based? I've thought about that. And, you know, I've also, I've also toyed with the membership cause you know, we're big, uh, we're both big fans of Shramco and I know that he's all about recurring. Yeah. The hard part about that is, you know, these companies allow us to operate, mm. you know, we have agreements with them and stuff like that, but some of them are very proactive uh, about booking us a year in advance. Some of them book us the week before an event. Uh, I'm not going to name company names, but you know, it's just one of those things. So it's hard for me to promise them. And the other thing, and this is where I struggle, and maybe you know you can help me with this, is you know I've got legitimate, uh, I'm going to name drop, sorry if you hear this, mm-hmm. Tucker, and you're mad at me, but Tucker Max bought my notes mm-hmm. for the first time. I've got New York Times bestselling authors, and then I have guys that are also just getting started in the business and the industry. So my biggest struggle, believe it or not, is, is you know, and this is where Ryan and his whole buckets thing comes in, is I've got to do a better job of segmenting, because the first time I tell Tucker Max about this exciting affiliate opportunity that makes him $4 a day, he's out of there you know but the but the time i talk about a book launch strategy for new york times best-selling you know artists or and uh, um, authors then the beginners out there so that's my biggest problem with that post-launch list and i don't know maybe the community might help well here's how i think of it is that it's just it's an extra step right because what do you have in common with with everybody on your list all your buyers is that everybody's sort of ingesting the same content, right? Right, and right. the best way to learn something, like you said, is to teach it, to discuss it, to immerse in it. And so if you were to then 
just take the notes. And so for a monthly fee, you could be in a private discussion group with other people who care enough to invest a little in staying engaged and learning from each other. I think you could have a pretty high quality member driven forum that wouldn't take up a ton of your time. You just kind of have to host it and you could do little meetups or even have, you know, a weekly live call like we do in copy chief where it's basically everybody. It's, just, it's a mind share, right? Based on, you know, the latest notes. And it, so it doesn't really matter whether you can even break it down by topic. You can yeah. say this week, we're going to talk about, you know, Perry Belcher's talk on headline formulas right. and then go through it. Right. It's just no, a discussion I mean, I around a, the notes. That's yeah. a great idea. And I do, I mean, I have, I have literally thousands of pages of content and you know, I mean, everyone buys the notes with the best intentions, but I also am realistic that know that not everyone's going to go from page one to four fifty four uh, right. this year or in years past. So uh, I think that might be something worth looking at. It's just a matter of, you know, like you say, how do you plug it in? And then how do we do it in a way that does justice to the content and to the to the people there? Yeah. And I love what I, what I've seen. I mean, I know we're friends, so you know, take this with a grain of salt and listening. But like, I love to see kind of where you've come from, you know. And I think that James has had a lot to do with that with oh, the yeah. copy chief. I remember starting out, and you know, the videos. And honestly, the thing I love most about you, man, is that you're getting back into comedy because that inspires me to be like, hey, you can go back to something that you once loved. Take those lessons that you've kind of improved with your marketing and sales stuff and, and have a different direction. And as we were kind of joking about before we, we started the call, like there's not that pressure of how am I going to eat this week? It's like, hey, I can do right. this. I can have fun and I can book the gigs I want to book. But it's also about having that that work-life balance and getting those wins outside of the day-to-day grind of owning your own business. Right, exactly. Yeah, great stuff. I would t- we could talk more about that if you want, but I-, I think it'd be a super cool. It doesn't have to be a high end thing, right? But like you said, it- you have endless content. Everybody already has that in hand, and it's like let's have discussions so we make sure we get the most return out of attending this event, right? So yeah, no, and I mean, it- I think again, I mean, heck, if you did it low cost, uh, mm-hmm. it'd make it even more of a no brainer. Yeah, and it it justify you know, I mean, it's still cheaper than buying a ticket if you're talking about a fifteen hundred or two thousand dollar ticket. For sure. All right. And the last thing I want to tell you is about a band. I thought of you for a couple of reasons. One is I think that their music would be right up your alley. And and two, they're on what they're calling now. I'd never heard of this before. A, a house tour. So they're doing house gigs. OK. Where, uh-huh. So what they're doing is they go around and I and somehow string together a tour and essentially hook up with people who can throw put together a house party well they'll come play for the day or the evening or whatever for tips and they can make enough just to go from gig to gig and spread their music that way like total grassroots right that's awesome yeah, i love that and i'm telling you dude this band i was blown away by their record and just to add to the extra coolness just so happens the reason i know about this band is the dude Addison Rice, who's sort of the leader, the guitarist, along with his, his wife in the band. He's a copywriter. He writes for Jesse Elder. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah. And so they're called the Love Sprockets. And 
if nothing out, I think it'd be. They, they, I'm sure they would come to Lubbock if for if you could like work with them, do a house. Oh yeah, party, no, you know? I love doing that. I mean, I uh, my next evolution in the uh, you know getting on bands radar list is to do more of the house shows. I try whenever they do like a pledge music campaign. I mean, that's really you know going back to how do you you know how do you kind of stick out or how do you get that networking thing? It's mm-hmm. like show up to the thing, buy merchandise. Don't just show up because yeah, they get that, but that's all going into the gas tank. Perfect. Yeah example i went and saw the old 97s they actually came to lubbock and they had this band which of course i've forgotten the name but it's like haha tonk tonk or something like that please forgive me for butchering the name out there but i'm talking to the band manager after the event and i'm like i'm like so did you guys get paid for this like did you get like at least because if you're an opener a lot of times just like in comedy you get paid very little and sometimes you don't get paid at all and come to find out that even though this was a sold out show and all this 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 band came all the way from tennessee for nothing for absolutely nothing. They made wow. zero money. They had to pay all their own stuff. You know, I think they probably got a bar tab, but I mean, that was it. And, you know, I reached into my pocket. I give the guy 60 bucks because that's what I had. And he's like, dude, I'm like, dude, I don't need any CDs. I got all the coasters I want at home. Like, I've already <laughs> Spotified all your albums. But that's how I guarantee you the next time that they come to Lubbock, because he got my info, like, they'll hit me up and be like, hey, man, do you want to do lunch? Do you want to do something like that? And it's really about trying to better that other person and, and help them out. And the other thing is, if they come to Lubbock next time and they don't do that, I'm okay with it too, because you got to understand that you've got to do those things with no yeah. alternative motive. Or if, uh, yeah. you can have that expectation, but you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, no matter what you I mean, because I've had that expectation, and then I get mad, and then I'm like, well, who put that expectation out there? I did. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't say we were going to become BFFs because you bought a CD. You thought that was going to happen. <laughs> so, so I think that you know, I mean, again, like I said, you know, I talk to Ryan and Russell once a year. I send them maybe three emails a year. They're short. They're respectful. They're on point. I'm not wasting their time. When they respond back, I'm amazed. That's awesome. Made my day. When they don't, I totally understand it. You guys are running huge companies and and doing big boy things. Like I I, I get it. And you've got to be happy with it over time. And that's where the numbers part comes up because the more relationships you can build or attempt to build like that, the better you're going to get. Yeah, Haha ha Tonka is the band. Yeah, Haha ha Tonka. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, which is named after a park. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if this band is going to be around forever based on their naming choices and their <laughs> their booking gigs. So, you may want to grab their albums before uh, they they, you know, they they say, "Oh, you know what? We're we're done playing free gigs." Well, they got a new record out on just 3 days ago. Oh no, I'm oh, sorry. Wow. March, March 10th it came okay. out. Okay. So Heart Shaped Mountain, I'll check it out. Yeah, and, and they were fire, man. They were absolutely amazing. And I'm going to check out. So these guys are the Love Sprockets. The Love Sprockets. Yeah, Addison okay. Rice, that's his band. I, uh, I will connect you with him because uh, I'd love for him to send you a CD like he did me. And I, I really think you'll love the music. So, um, Man, you know that. Yeah, very cool stuff. Awesome. Tim, uh, you're the best, dude. This is so fun. Let's keep doing it. Can we and... just do these like once a month? I know, I just want to talk to you. Once a... I feel like we could do it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like maybe we need to start doing the Ezra and James thing uh, yeah. where we find, we find some way to, to connect more often than every couple months. But uh, I just want to tell you, like, I'm, I'm so impressed with what you're doing with Copy Chief. I'm, I'm impressed with the comedy stuff and you're a real inspiration to see how you kind of transitioned from being a service provider, you know, to now being w- what Copy Chief is now and, and mentoring and stuff like that. And it's just, it's great 
great to see, like I, I saw you at the top of Ryan's leaderboard for his launch. And like, it's just, it's amazing to see how you're doing the stuff. And I guess what impresses me most about it is I feel like you're doing a few things instead of like the many things I'm trying to do, but everything you're doing is done so well, like your mm. videos, you know, your posts, like a- every one of them, you know, you maybe have these four or five things that you're doing, but you're doing them so well that they stand out from maybe someone like me who's like, you know, squirrel, like a new thing every week. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we see those people out there. And I think that's great at the beginning because it's an adrenaline rush. But I'll tell you, that stuff gets old very, very quickly of trying to have to be new and magical each and every time. Yeah. Well, I sure appreciate those kind words. And it's I think we all feel that way to a degree. Like, you know, we see other people. I look at Andre Chaperone and I go, why can't I let it be that simple? Right. <laughs> all right, he does right. is write great shit and then, you know, mark it I, cleanly. Yeah, I get an email every six weeks from him. I'm always buying. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, and we do that. And I agree with that. And I will say, you know, going uh, to wrap this thing up in a pretty bow, that is the one thing I would tell you to dissuade yourself from events is everyone else's business looks amazing mm. from the outside. Yeah. You know, Russell Brunson's uh, with ClickFunnels looks amazing. But you know what I remember most about Russell? He did a three-day event. At the end of that, he had to run up, do a thing with Tony Robbins. Then he had to get on a plane and go speak at another event. And you you really have to find something that works best for you because I don't want a business like Russell and Ryan have. I admire them. I respect the hell out of them for the risk they take and, you know, hell, their payroll alone would make me have an aneurysm. But that's so I know that's not for me. Whereas like Andre's business, you know, he would look maybe at ours and be like, why do you have so many steps involved? You know, like you say, it's like I just do this one thing and I do it really well. So you can always have that envy. One, you never know the true situation. And two, Colin Thera told me this, you know, is – Find something that matches your personality and your lifestyle. That's the most important thing, I think, more than the money that you get. Mm, great message. So true. Awesome. Tim Castleman. By the way, everybody, and I'll, this will be in the notes, timothycastleman.com. You can click on products at the top and see all the notes. You can also go to tcsnotes.com to get the latest traffic and conversion notes. Tim, we'll do it again soon. I appreciate it, brother. Can't wait, man. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Truth About Marketing podcast. If you like this show and you think other people would like this show, the best way to spread the word is by reviewing and rating the show in iTunes. Just log in, click review, leave a big old fat five-star review, and let everybody know that you dig the show so that they can dig it too. To get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode, please go to copychief.com forward slash TAM, as in truth about marketing. And if you'd like to uh, learn more about how you can improve your sales copy with uh, templates, formulas, coaching, feedback, or hiring a pro, do all that on the inside of the members area of copychief.com. And I will look for you there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.